People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for centuries. Tales of the restless dead return to haunt the living. Whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth. Rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could ever imagine. Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries. Hello and welcome to the Realm of the Supernatural. Today you're joining us from 1960. It's uh, me, Finchy McFinch, and I'm joined with... Me, Solway. And on today's show we're going through a time-lapse episode. Time slips. Time slips. So yes, back to the future. Back to the future indeed. So you'll find out how the Simpsons control the world. Yeah, the Sim- yeah it's all Well, cool. allegedly. Well, supp- supposedly. Yeah. But we've got a couple of interesting stories from uh, Liverpool... Have time slips and uh, Nutty Noah. Yeah, Nutty Noah. Yeah. Nutty Noah. Yeah, check out his picture. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Final. Uh, anyway, anyone, any pictures that we talk about, obviously they're on the hangout. Yeah. Um. If you get a chance to go across the website, which is Roman the Supernatural Podcast dot com. Uh, just a quick thing before we get a little bit of housekeeping before we get into the show. Just wanted to mention the f- state of podcasting. Um affecting everybody i was listening to a to a major podcast the other day and even he was saying he's, he's just give up now he yeah said, I, i'm i've give up with the uh trying to get some support thing yeah so he's gone he's opted for the old half the episode out half the episode behind paywall all right yeah, which a lot of people do um it's because i understand that a lot of people think well podcasts are free so they don't have to pay anything towards it yeah but all, all we would say is because you'll notice, like, you know, podcasts. You know, I was looking at a podcast that I listened to, and they, they used to do weekly episodes. Yep. And now they've gone to because we try and get three out a month. Um, they've actually gone to two a month, and one of the ones I listened to has actually gone to one a month. Right. Just because of the lack of support, and um, you know, and some of these have got ads as well. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But but they're still uh, shrinking down. So. Basically, what we're saying is, if you enjoy the podcast, our podcast, uh, then if you could join Patreon, um, even if you just joined one month a year, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so if everybody who's listening just joined for one month a year, yep, you know that'd be that just that'd be massive support. It's all about spreading the word, really, isn't it? That as well, yeah. I mean, if you can help spread the show, if you can, you know, if you could post it up on social media. If you can tell someone about it, if you can, you know, buy a T-shirt, you know, and then walk around as like a, you know, with a T-shirt on, people asking questions, what's that? Um, any em- of that ambassador, ambassador, yeah. Any of that is a massive, massive help, and uh, it's the only way really to spread the podcast is, is word of mouth. Um, you know, that's the easiest way to spread it. Yeah, it really is. So, you know, consider it if you enjoy the show, even if you just, in, even if you enjoyed one episode this whole year. Yeah, yeah. Considering just signing up for Patreon for one month, and then you can cancel. It's like, I mean, it's two dollars a month. Um, but if everyone did that, everyone who listened did that, or even half the people who listened did that, then the podcast would continue for another year, no yeah. bother. Yeah. Um, so just consider it because I, I hear a lot of these major company, major company podcasts, even, and and even they're reducing it and. Yeah, some of them are just going. I mean, a lot of British podcasts have gone this year. Yeah, because um, they can't get support. So anyway, that being said, let, let's uh, let's just you know that's it basically. If yep. you can help, help. 
Uh, we, you know, we we do desperately need the help. Spread so. the word. Play it on the train out loud. Don't worry about everyone else. Just play it out loud. Yeah, we'll try not to swear. Try not. Well, I can't promise, hopefully, but. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how much I have to drink. But. Yeah, that's true. It's true. It's Aliani's fault at the moment as we're recording. So. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, the fast blast that we do, uh, we're hoping to maybe do a few in video format as well. Yep. Uh, five minute, ten minute episodes. So they'll go up on Facebook as well. So if you you know if you're on Facebook and you you know you can tune into us there as well. Um. But anyway, that being said, let's get on with the show. Time slips. Yeah, time slips. Okay, so when you start looking into time slips, you start running into stories that occur around Liverpool. All right. Um, there's quite a few, and they all seem to centre around the same sort of area in Liverpool. Now, when you start looking into these time slips, you start getting people talking about ley lines and this sort of thing, whether there's a build-up of energy and you just happen to walk into it, and it's possible that something, um, I don't know, with the air's magnetic field or something's going on in this area. Not just scousers on crack. No, which causes <laughs> um, these um, phenomenon, if you like. Yeah. Okay, so there's a famous case about Carol and Frank. Carol and Frank. Yeah, so Frank and his wife Carol, okay, and this is back in 1996. So they decide to go down to Liverpool t- uh, Centre to uh, do some shopping. Yep. And as he's there... Uh, his wife decides to go into the then Waterstones, the large bookshop there. Right, yeah. Okay. And this is on Bold Street. Anyway, as they're approaching, Frank decides he needs to pop into a different shop. So he says to his wife, you run ahead and I'll, no, pop in this shop. And as I'll, you do. I'll catch you yeah. up. Yeah. I'll when, catch, when your missus is yeah. off into the clothes shop, as you we'll do pop in somewhere town, else. Yeah. yeah. I'll go and look at some interest and you, you yeah, <laughs> I'll meet you in about 20 minutes. Yeah. At, yeah. At Starbucks. So that's what happens. Anyway, he's walking down the street and he bumps into an old friend. Uh, he starts speaking to him. Anyway, after a little chat, he decides uh, to carry on with his journey. Okay, so he goes into the shop that he wanted to go in. And then he decides to join, rejoin his wife. Yeah. So he goes down the street and he turns the corner. Now, what should have been in front of him at this point on Bold Street is... Waterstones, the bookshop. Oh, yeah. Okay. But what he sees in front of him is a shop with a name Crips over the top. Okay. And now, he hadn't just come into Liverpool for a day trip. This guy lives there. You know, he's been into Waterstones or he's been past Waterstones many, many times. He knows where the place is. It's like if I said to you, oh, where's, I don't know, uh, WH Smith's in town or, oh, yeah. you know, you Woolworths. Can point out straight away, can't straight you? Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. So not something like, you know, even if you didn't go there regularly, you still know where these shops are. Yep. And anyway, he comes around the corner and he sees this shop and it's you know a different name on it and he's thinking that's strange. Anyway, he stood there puzzled. Anyway, he starts walking across the road and he's bemused. And as he starts walking across the road, he, a van came come past him and bibs him. He's sort of in a daze, you know. Yeah. I mean? He's sort of in like a world of his own. And this van bibs him, um, and he noticed on the side of the van it was a, it said Cardens on it. And uh, he also noticed it was an old style van. Yeah, but she, you know, which they do get from time to time. People still travel around in these old, older vehicles. But he said it, it represented a, a vehicle from the fifties or the sixties. Anyway, he walks across the road. And he gets to where what those should be. He's looking at this building, and inside this building, in the windows on display, is uh, ladies' garments, yeah, uh, coats, um, scarves, umbrellas, that kind of thing. So it's obviously a you know a women's accessory shop, yep. clothes shop. 
and he, you know this really shouldn't be there so he sort of stumbles back again he's like looking and he starts looking around and it's then when he realized that all the vehicles were from the 50s 60s right okay and he, even some places that he recognized had different um lettering not just a 1960s weekend was it well this is what he thought <laughs> at first maybe you know maybe the, the the people around him were just like part of some sort of um you know event, event but when yeah. he started looking around at the buildings that he should that he knows you know these buildings he's seen for 20 30 years and they're different that the sign writing's different the the everything's different yeah anyway he's looking at his shop and this uh, lady approached him a young girl approached him uh, aside and he looks at her and she looks a bit bemused as well and she's looking at this water stones anyway he decides to go in right this should be the shop so he goes inside and as he goes inside he's relieved that the shop inside is actually the bookshop. All right. Okay. And then this young woman walks in behind him and she sort of looks around and he looks at her and she looks puzzled. And she said to him, I thought this was a, a woman's accessory shop, a clothes shop. Yeah. And he, he said, yeah. Anyway, she just like looked puzzled and just walked back out into the street. Anyway, he finds his wife in there and um, tells her what's just happened. They go back outside and obviously when he turns around, it's Waterstones. Ah, so right. So it's gone back to... yeah. But the, the other woman's seen it as well. She seemed to, yeah, she seemed to be bemused just as much as he was. She just disappeared then, or she? She just in went it? back outside. That's all he knows. All ah, right. Yeah. He, she just went back outside. But what's interesting about this story for me is that Frank is a police officer or a former police officer. All ah, right. So he's used to looking at uh, looking for details. That Find kind of specific thing. details. Yeah. So yeah. he's not just, you know, he's trained for that. Um, over you know over the course of his, you know his career, so for him to notice these things, um, even like he says, he saw the van goes past. And he said this, the, the sign writing on the van was carded. Right. Yeah. Anyway, a local journalist got involved and did some digging around for him, and she actually found that there was a company in the area which was like a van hire place, and it was called Cardens. All right. Yeah, and the the particular shop in question, what. Um, is Wow Waterstones yeah. used to be a woman's uh, clothes shop, ah, right. and okay. actually got photographs of that. You can go and look at them. So, yeah. uh, but he's not the only person to report that happening on Bold Street. So, th- oh, that, so you're that, right. Okay, you know, that place seems to be um, quite popular with the uh, indeed. Now, there's another story takes place in Liverpool as well. This is the story of Imogen. Imogen. Mm. So, her sister was having a baby. Her sister called Abigail was having a baby. And she decided while she was in Liverpool, she was going to pop in and uh, get some baby clothes. Yeah. Uh, you know, some new, just new accessories for the new baby. Anyway, she walks into the town centre and she sees this mother care shop. Okay, so she pops inside and she said she was browsing in there for a few minutes, quite a few minutes. And she couldn't believe how cheap everything was. Yeah. She was picking these bibs up and it was like 50p. Uh, she was picking this, uh, you know, baby grows and that. And they were like a pound and that. She just, yeah. could, she just thought, well, this is really cheap. But Bargain. then she thought, well... It's a new shop. I've never seen this shop before. So maybe this is like an introductory price. Yeah. Uh, yep. Like, you know, get you in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is like the opening, like they're going to do all these cheap products. So she doesn't think too much about it. She goes around, she fills the basket up. Yeah. She goes up to the cashier, and the cashier um, says, you know, um, tells her the price, and she gets her card out, yeah, credit card. And the cashier sort of looks at her a bit strange. She says, Is it, you know, you're right to pay by a card. And the cashier says, I'll have to get, I'll have to speak to the manager. All right. Okay. So this is strange, yeah? yeah. But then she's still thinking, well, maybe it's a new store. Maybe everything's not up to uh, spec yet. You know, yeah. maybe yeah, I've yeah, got yeah. the card machines yeah. running or whatever. 
So the manager comes across and has and takes the card off and has a look at this card, and then the manager says, "I'm sorry, we, we can't accept that." All right. Um, and she says, "All right, well that's a shame because I ain't got any cash on me, um, so I'm gonna have to go find some cash." Anyway, she comes outside. She's been in there quite a while, so she decides, "Oh, I'll leave it till tomorrow. I'm gonna go back in town yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I'll, you know, I'll pop back tomorrow." So she goes home. Anyway, she's talking to her mother about it. And she says to her, you know, have you seen this new mother care store that's opened up on uh, Lord, the corner of Lord Street and Whitechapel? And her mother says to her, where? And she says, on the corner of uh, Lord Street and Whitechapel. She says, that's that's not a mother care, that's a bank. And she says, no, no, it's a new mother care that's just opened. She says, no, no, <laughs> it used to be a mother care before it turned to a bank. Ah, oh, right. Yeah. Anyway, she was saying, she just, come, you know, she was saying to her mother, nah, you, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. Kind of yeah. So she said, come on, we'll go back there. So they went back the next day. And anyway, she gets around the corner and there it is, it's a bank. Oh dear. Yeah. So it's one of them where you think, well, if she'd bought the clothes. With cash. Right. And come come outside. And if she had the clothes, what would, what would happen when, you know, she, she went, goes back she to the future, back, yeah. essentially. Do the clothes vanish? Do they vanish or do, do they stay with her or? Or does she, you know, I mean, if she makes contact with that, that realm, does she stay yeah, well, there? if she gets a receipt as well, and there well, you go. Yeah. can't take them back. <laughs> but um, it makes you wonder just how many times this happens, because people go missing all the time. Obviously, yep. most people who go missing want to go missing. Yeah. You know, that's yep. not... Um, that want to be found. Essentially, yeah, essentially, and a lot of them obviously kill themselves. Yeah. Um, Depending where they do it, they might not be found for for years. May never be found. But a lot of people who go missing want to go missing. So I understand that. But then there's still a proportion of people who go missing, and there's no real reason why they should go but missing. We're not talking about a persona or out like that. We're talking about a full shop. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, we've. I mean, she went round. She's picking items up. Um, she's talking to the cashier. So are we are we saying this is a time slip? Are we saying it's more of like a uh, what do we say? Um, uh, vision, vision, you know, like, like, like yeah, like a dream, uh, or or not only that, you know, when you're in the desert and you see the the is it mirage? Is yeah, it mirage, it? Yeah, yeah, like an hallucination. You see a hallucination type thing. Is it one of them? Um, it's possible that it's the same part of the brain, I guess. Yeah. Um, but. It, but to be physically in in it as well, I suppose you've got to have some form of conscience to. Yeah, I think that to interact. The, the earlier well. one with Frank, obviously, for for that to be some sort of mirage, you'd still have to know the buildings, the names, and yeah. you know that kind of stuff. So for, for for him to see those buildings and them to be true, yeah. See, or, with Frank's, it was two people, so that's a bit different. Yeah, you know, it's two people. It's very rare you get a time slip where it's more than one person. Yeah, it's normally just uh, the one. You know, there, there was a, a famous one in France where a, um, a, a, two British couples um, were travelling to, I think it was Italy, I think it was travelling to Italy or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, they, they passed through France, and on the way, they, they stopped at this B&B and um, spent the night there. And there was having a bit of a laugh and joke about it because it was like a it was like a look like an old farmhouse that kind of thing and it was yeah. like run quite run down, um, but anyway it was rustic looking and it was in the middle of France it was summertime it didn't really matter it didn't even have wind the glass in the windows it just had those shutters oh yeah yeah, yeah. storm storm shutters anyway they spent the night there next morning there was um, surprise just how cheap the room the food and everything was and he only wanted like a couple of francs for it 
All right. And they're saying, what, that each? And he said, no, just a couple All of them. Yeah. And there was like, there was, there was like, just blown away by it. Anyway, they went on to the holiday, and on the way back, they decided to stop there. They actually left the holiday early. To go back To there. go stop there yeah. again, yeah, because it was so nice. The people were nice. The food was beautiful. Uh, anyway, they couldn't find it. They went up and down this road and just couldn't find this place. They could find a few buildings in the same location, but they was all broken down and um, destroyed, like. Yeah. Anyway, uh, came back to England, um, developed the photographs that they'd taken there, and every single photo that came out was blank. Right. So the photos before were okay. Yeah. The photos afterwards were okay, but the photos are taken at this um, B&B is uh, all blank. Anyway, she rings the other couple up, and she says, you're not going to believe this. All my photos come black. So she says, well, I haven't got mine developed yet. I'm going to get them tomorrow. Yeah. She says, what I'll do is I'll get two copies, and you can have mine. Yeah. So, no, that's fine. Anyway, she she rings her up the next day. She's not going to believe this. My photos from that place are blank as well. Anyway, um, did some research into it, and they found out that it used to be uh, a farm next door to the old um, police station. It was actually bombed during the war and never rebuilt. So, obviously... You're talking back in the 40s now. Yeah, it's a while ago. And um, But this was, uh, I think it was the 90s that they went through there. Mm. But, you know, again, they had interaction with the people. They ate the food. Yeah. Um, well, you know, when you've got a full stomach, it's real, don't you? You know, well, when you've had yeah. good food. So I know that. <laughs> indeed, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know... How do I explain this? Uh, I told a story on one of the previous shows about my uh, granddad who actually had a time slip as well. And, uh, I, I mean, I've had missing time. Yeah. Um, on more than one occasion, but I think I told you recently about um, one that happened to me when I was on the drive home. Yeah. Um, so I'm driving home. It's late at night, and I should have been arriving home at half past 11 at night. And so I'm driving along. Anyway, there was uh, I was coming up to the junction, and I was like four miles to go to my junction. Right? Yep, yep. And this is to the M18, I think it was at the time. So, so I'm going along four miles to go. Look at the old sat nav. Two miles to go. Look at the sat nav. One mile to go. And then next time I look at it, it's forty miles to go. Yep. Right. So I'm thinking, well, hang on a minute. I was a mile away from it. Now it's saying fourteen miles. <laughs> so what I realised is that. I'd missed, I completely missed that junction. I thought I'd missed that junction, so I thought maybe I'd nodded off. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and because it was late at night, maybe I nodded off. Anyway, so I carried on going, and I'm heading towards Selby, which is the opposite direction. All right, okay. So as I as I was going, Selby was behind me, where I was going to turn off here. It's behind me. But now I've done a, a complete 180, and I'm heading on the opposite side of the ca- carriageway, but I'm heading back towards Selby. Right. And then I've swung around there, then come back, um, <coughs> you know, back along the same route that I was just on and come yep. off of that junction again. But it put an hour on my journey. So when I saw it, it was one mile to go, bang, and then it's 40 miles to go. And I'm thinking, well, I must have missed a junction. I'm going to turn around here, come back, and then come round. But I was already on the other side going towards Selby. So I'd probably, I'd probably done about... Whoa, what's that? Got to be 15 mile? Yeah, easily. There, turn around and back. Turn around and back, yeah. Um, so, what? I, so I don't know. All I know is I was on this car- this side of the carriageway. I missed my junction, and then next thing I know, I'm on the other side of the carriageway. Well, um, you delivery drivers. Well, <laughs> <coughs> at least I still am a delivery driver. Uh, 
bigger and better things. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I've got one for us. So we've had we've had Noah and his ark. We've had that one, haven't we? Before, we've, yeah, I've we've, heard of him. We've covered that Noah, two B two, and all that. But now we've got Noah. Well, it was actually I think it was Atrahasis. Oh, oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just his goats. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, not two elephants, two fleas. Two of his, two... Just, just. I mean, why would goats. he put two mosquitoes on there? <laughs> what day for? Well, probably be squished anyway. I think in them days, I think mammoths were still knocking about. Yeah, yeah. Could have put two of them on. Yeah, bombing ark. Wouldn't need have you. Anyhow, so we've had Noah and his ark. Yeah. Now allegedly. we've got allegedly, right. and now we've got Noah, the time traveller. Oh wow! Or is he a time waster? So, got a bit of a story. It's um, found it on the sun. Yeah, so, time waster. Yeah, take it with a pinch of salt if it's off the sun. I don't, I don't believe well, I do, them too yeah. much. Uh, but, hey, it's a good one. Here we go. So, uh, yeah, time wasters. These time travellers say they have been to the future. And here's their proof. Noah claims he's a professional time traveller who is stranded in 2019, 11 years away from the year he belongs in, 2030. Professional time traveller. I don't think I've heard that saying before. No. A professional time traveller. You, know, you get these people who say the super soldiers... Um, and they've been to Mars through some sort of time machine, don't you? But but they say the soldiers. They don't say that, that, that this was their profession. Well, yeah. He could be that professional if he's got stranded, couldn't he? Well, the, the nervous young man is terrified that if he's not careful, he'll bump into the past version of himself and, gang, yeah. and cause a paradox which Ooh. could rip the universe to shreds. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. That's not very professional. Don't, don't want that, do we? No, it's not very professional, <laughs> is it? No, it's not his real name. Oh, no. And he insists on blurring out his face and distorting his voice to hide from the assassins who could off him as a, pun- a punishment for revealing the truth. Well, don't... Surely, if he's cocked up... Right, if this... Right, carry on with your story. I don't, I don't, okay, I don't, okay. No, yeah. Uh, so, uh, last year, he even claimed to have passed a lie detector test, insisting that he's a real deal and not a sci-fi fanatic. Uh, fantasist. Fanatic. Fanatic, yeah. Fantasist. Fantasy, well, one of the two. Uh, my nature time is in the year 2030, he explains to the sun. That is the year all my family and friends are in. Well, in at home, who just popped out for a year or two. We still, I mean, you're only talking 10 years difference. I mean, surely he knows some of these people. He know him now, yeah. yeah so but he could bump into him now, can he? He could bump into but he's probably just trying to keep his distance from him. Anyhow, oh. um, simply put, I was fired from my job, familiar, during a mission in the year 2017. Oh, mine was a bit late, I suppose. <laughs> Which is why I'm now stuck in 2019. His story has more than a touch of Back to the Future to it. And the sceptics have even suggested that the classic 1985 flick could have inspired his claims. Okay, so he's seen the film. Well, but I can't see it. Not loosely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Noah says he was a high school student when he learned the government learned from government agents that time travel was more than just sci- science fiction. Supposedly, he was recruited into a top secret program. Well, why didn't you give us a name of it? That'd have been good. Anyhow, and he went on to forge a successful career as a full time traveler based in twenty thirty. So we've got all this to come by the sounds of it. Now he's become stranded in the wrong year. While he says he does have a family in 2019, they wouldn't know or recognise the future version of himself. 
and meeting them could spark a chain reaction which could change the course of, fu of the future or destroy time itself. Well, we don't want that. Anyhow, uh, there's a picture here, and I'll, I'll put it up on the Hangout, uh, of an X-ray of Noah's hand, which shows a device in his hand that helps him to time travel. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm I'm looking at it now, and it looks like one of them implants. Yeah, if, if I you know alien implant implants. Yeah, so a past version. And it's of, in his wrist. It's in his wrist. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's like I mean you see him on most things on sci-fi. They press something on the watch or something. You know, it's always to do with the wrist or something like that. Anyhow, a past version of myself exists right now, and he is in the middle school currently. Noah says. I have to stay far away from him to avoid causing a paradox. Well, why didn't he beam back to Japan or something? He's stranded, though, isn't he? He's stranded. Yeah, but when he came back? Oh, yeah, I suppose he could have took a flight over there, I suppose. Hmm. I suppose so. Um, uh, because the uh, results of that could be profound, what, by what I understand. Noah reckons he can prove he's telling the truth with an x-ray, which, well... Which he says shows a device in his hand which helps him skip between time periods. Well, I can prove he's talking out his ass. Yeah, don't prove out yeah. really, but oh yeah, is he? Is he? I'll find out if he's from Liverpool. Um, <laughs> he, he tells us it was implanted before it, I went back into time via surgical procedure, and it was painless. And that device actually helps in transporting all the atoms within my body. I'm not a scientist, so I don't know all the details. Well, if I was going to be a professional time traveller, I'd want to know how it worked. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure you don't rock up and say, at the job centre, uh, want anyone for time travel? Yep, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just insert this into your wrist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Along, along with the x-ray p yeah. picture I'll put up on it. I'll oh, put don't, up... don't tell me any of that boring information. I'll just <laughs> I'll <laughs> see put... where you go. Yeah. I'll put a picture of uh, what we've put here. So, uh, we've... <laughs> we could make some shit up, though, couldn't he, at least? Well, yeah. And just say, well, it works by the... Well, he's, he's got something coming. He's got something coming. So, uh, I'll put a picture of his face up, and it is distorted, and it says, no, his yeah. face isn't distorted, distorted as a result of time travel. It's because he's chosen to stay anonymous. That would be funny, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> He's like, um, if he's come back and he's got pixelated you faces. Know the, uh, the Philadelphia experiment where they're meant to have um, like reanimated the ship and some of the crew were in, in the wall, like par partially embedded in the wall. Yeah. You know, imagine if he'd come back and he had like a... I don't know, like a lamppost, like like sticking out, <laughs> like molded into it. He did a lamppost yeah. on his way back through. Um so Noah's story then I'd believe him. may sound insane. His message to the many doubters may. out there is simply, I don't blame you. Uh, but he's far from alone in making outlandish claims about time travel. Well, here we go. Over on YouTube, he's just a drop in the ocean of self-described time tra travellers, all with different stories to tell of their own proof to share with the world. Like Noah, many choose to appear anonymously, fearing repercussions from fellow time-benders who'd, who'd rather their secrets remain under wraps. We all want to know him. benders Well, that's, that's what it says, time-benders. Anyhow, speaking to interviewers at an undisclosed location, and with his voice disguised, one viral clip shows a man... A man-whip, a smudged, slightly crumpled photo out from his pocket in his blue jacket. So, uh, it's, it's, it's one of these is another one that they've, uh, they've, they've kind of conjured up Does together. Does he make any predictions? Well, this is where we go into it. This is a photo from the year 6000, he says. 
I don't know if you can see it, but there's... 6,000. 6,000. I thought he came from 23. This, no, this is someone else now. Oh, this right, is, yeah. this Another is, time travel. This is, yeah. He, he knows of Noah, though. Yeah, they should he get together, shouldn't they? Um, and then yeah. maybe they can work out how to get back. Uh, you may notice that the actual picture itself is a little distorted. Well, yeah, you're not you're not kidding. You it it looks like a. Yeah, I'm just going to show you it now. It looks like a bit of like a oil, you know, like them watercolors that you yeah. used to use as a kid. It looks like a bit of a watercolor Atlantis type picture, you know, yeah, yeah. type thing, like out of a dinosaur book or something. Well, it is, is saying uh, you may notice that the actual picture itself is a little distorted. That is because in the time travel process, pictures tend to get distorted. Well, so do faces, according to Noah, oh, yeah. uh, as well as many other things. Some people actually have parts of their body distorted, oh, here we go, by the time travel process. Well, they'd be easy to spot them, wouldn't they? Oh, well, yeah, massively. Yeah. If you've got a big brick head or something like that, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to spot them from a mile off. Um, if a conveniently distorted photo isn't convincing enough to win you over, the man also has a warning of what lies ahead. Artificial intelligence will be able to predict things with 100% accuracy. And in the year 6000, we upload our brains to computers so we can live forever, he says. Why didn't he upload his, then? Well, this is... this is. They don't want me to tell you this. A Greek man also... I, I, whoa, whoa, whoa. They don't want, I don't get this, because if he's gone back right, unless they have the technology to get back, everyone he knows is dead. Well, yeah. Yeah. So what, what's he worrying about? It's not like... The only way they're going to do it is if they come back in time themselves. But I, the I think he's more worried about the time traveller assassins. No, oh, they're right, yeah. Because they can yeah, follow you everywhere, them, yeah. yeah. They're, yeah. they're everywhere with you. Anyhow, um, so he says, yeah, they don't Wouldn't want me to tell you this. Wouldn't they just put, like, um, that thing that's in his wrist, couldn't they just explode it? Why didn't they just pull it out? Hmm. You'd get arrested you'd, for you'd, that. You'd have thought, well... You'd have thought that <laughs> you'd have thought um, you'd have thought that if it's if it, I mean it doesn't say where this, the the chap now was actually from, but if he's in America, the blooming CIA, FBI, they're going to get hold of you. They're going to rip it out of you out of there. Area fifty one, they'll take you down there and they'll rip it out of you. Anyhow, a Greek man also hiding his true identity claims in another video that he spent two days in the near in the year. 3,207, after being shot forward in time as part of a top-secret military program. The buildings were absolutely enormous, he says. Cars were flying, and was a strange-coloured grass. Well, we get that already. Uh, not green, but deep purple. That's a bit like, is it rapeseed? That's purple. Yeah. Is it purple, yeah. Um, so, yeah, aliens, ordinary people... Big animals and robots were working, uh, walking together. Uh, yeah, so is it the real deal or is it the back to the future uh, fantasies? Uh, but not all YouTubers, time traveller community insists on remaining anonymous. In one popular clip, we've introduced, uh, we're introduced to Alexander Smith, an American in a crumpled suit which looks like he just came out of a suitcase. It may well have... But he's not just got back from a business trip. He's home after a jaunt in the year tw uh, 2118. And he says he can prove it. Handshaking, the wacky character holds up a smudged photograph which appears to show a high-rise city centre, although it's difficult to tell. The picture was taken in the year 2118, he says, without a flash of humour or self-doubt. 
In the same clip, he tells us what threats we face in the future, where he says uh, he was sent as part of a no longer top secret program, which made him one of the humanity's first ever time travellers. I suppose I'm going to have a bit of a collection of pictures putting up on the hangout here. There's another picture yeah. of him here. Um, there's a danger of artificial intelligence taking over, he warns. But the number one threat to humanity, as we all know it, is global warming. Well, I suppose if... Yeah, 6,000. We know it's not going to happen for a while. Mm. Uh, thousand, yeah. Thousands more like Alexander have cropped up on YouTube. The natural home for eccentric characters and conspiracy buffs. No doubt, inspired by films like Back to the Future, these people, mostly men, are adamant that they don't belong in 2019, often breaking their supposed cover to warn us about the dangers lying ahead. So, yeah, there's, there's a link up here to a video of him showing off his evidence of his pictures and his, yeah. you know, he's got his, he's got his, uh, his well, this this guy here, Alexander, he's only got 500,000 views. He's not as popular as Noah, who's at 920,000, so... I think, um, my problem with all this, unless they, because there were no things, right, that was going to happen in the future, it's like, you know, I don't know if he's a football fan, say, but if... Most football fans will be able to tell you, say, who won the last World Cup. Yeah. Right? So if so if he's or who was president or who you know what I mean, this kind Tell of him thing. some of the past. Ask him some of the past and then ask him well, some of the future. If he if he said like um Oh, there's a real shock result and uh I don't know, like Japan won the next World Cup or something. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. And then that came true. Well, then I'd be like, well, that's really interesting. Because There's no another one... story that I don't want to ruin it too much, but there is one about the, the octopus, wasn't there? Uh, but there was also another one about the... Ta- you know, they not, not know about that one? Octopus. The octopus. Time-travelling octopus. Well, they don't know, but he was very good at predictions. Oh, the so, octopus was? Yeah, yeah. No, I've seen... Yeah, they ate him, though, didn't they? Did they eat him? I think they ate him. Or did he die? No, I think they ate him in the end. They ate him in yeah. the end. Not oh, a pet, was he? he was a, no, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, he was in a, he was in a tank. <laughs> he was in a fight. restaurant, yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, he predicted something. When he got it wrong, he ate him. <laughs> <laughs> when he got it wrong. All oh, right. Yeah, no, it's just at the end of the World Cup, yeah, because he was predicting the right results, wasn't he? Yeah. And they give him two balls, basically. He was going to win England or Germany, and he obviously picked Germany and whatever. Um, and he got it right and it, with uh, an alarming amount of uh, accuracy. But yeah, at the end of the World Cup, they ate him. Yeah. So you won't be predicting any anything going forward. Yeah, so that that one's you know, there's there's free time travellers there that I mean supposedly say they've got evidence of it. I mean See, my problem with the time travelling thing, I mean where do you do you, where do you stand on it as a, an actual possibility? Me, personally, I, I think it I, I believe in it. Mm. Well, I think not based on these stories, no. but <laughs> I think science allows for it. Okay, so so I'm not saying that it's not possible. Um, I mean, whilst whilst I was researching this, I did find one story. I, I haven't got it on me, but I did find one story where we're constantly living in the future. Not only they say that the, all right, the presence are present, but it's not actually present now as I speak these words. But they say it's all future. So they say that. You're actually, you're always predicting the future because you know what you're going to do next. You know what you're going to say next, a second ahead of what you're going to do. They say the difference in it, mm. they say that's that's potentially time traveling because you're, 
you know what you're doing, and then you're putting the actions into it. No, I think I think when we're talk when when we're talking about speech or whatever, yeah, obviously because you've got to formulate the words. But if I was to throw a ball at you, you 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 wouldn't have to think about blocking it. Well, I don't know. It's still a brain process, yeah, isn't it? You've it's instant, to... isn't it? Uh, no, I'm going to have to disagree well, with that. It's one. almost instant. If well, I, if that's, I... that's the difference, though, isn't yeah. it? It's instant and it's almost instant. Yeah. Well, if I threw some a ball at you, you, you're before you think. Oh, I, I need to put my hand up here. Your, your hand's going to be doing it. So that's like a that's 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 obviously a brain function that's just happening without any like conscious thought going into it, uh, subconscious probably. But but speech, I think, is 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 a conscious thing. So I think that's I think we're two different. I think we're, so subconscious. I think is um, it's like when you're driving a car, you don't have to think about pressing the clutch or yeah. Do you know what I mean? You just do See, it, I, don't you? I don't believe in present time anyway. Because I think you can't you can't be always present in time unless you stop it. Unless we're frozen, that's present time frozen right there and then. Because you're always you're always talking it's past time, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. you're always talking into the future, but once it's been, it's gone. Yeah. You can't stop time yeah, and that, make it but, present. But that's not traveling, is it? Um, that's just the natural order of things. I don't know. It? They're saying they're saying that the the future, uh, the the speaking and the thinking is Who's in the saying future. Noah? No, not now and now. No, this, is, this right. was another. Um, this was a, it was a science website I was on. No, right, that's all right. Then. I'm not taking yeah. any science lessons. No, I'm not listening to Noah. What's he doing now for a living? I don't know. It doesn't say. It doesn't say. Well, it doesn't say a lot about him because obviously no. he's, he's, he's like a, a top secret. Uh, no, sorry. What was he? A professional time traveler. So who didn't know how it worked? Who didn't know? Who didn't know how to get back? <laughs> and he got sacked two years ago. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, if that's the sort of caliber of person that they're actually sending back in time travel machines, then we've got to worry about the well, future. We, yeah, we? we have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But at least we know climate change doesn't happen for another four thousand years. Yeah, another four thousand. Yeah. So we, yeah. So keep burning. That Greta, she yeah. can, she'll yeah. be dead by Just then. Keep burning so. carbon. Mm. Keep, keep Don't on worry about it. <laughs> it. Sorry to any, what is it, ecologists or something. I just like don't. That. I, just, I mean, I just don't. See, the problem with time travel, which I've always had, is. And he's talking about the paradox there, where if he sees himself and you know some sort of interdimensional breach will happen and the, the universe will implode. If you could go back into, uh, you know, back, then it would have already happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's already happened because you're going back, so it's already happened. So I, I just don't see the point in it. See, I've always, I've always thought, why can't time travelers go? I I do know why, but so far back where they can't make like re- just restart everything because I know they'll die, they'll go and everything. Why can't they restart everything? Press you know go back, or is it that dramatic that like it says it will destroy the whole universe? Mm. There surely must be a, a some form of a reset button. That's yeah. What well, I think. all right. Well, I mean the universe came into existence out of nothing, so obviously there could be. Something that would, like you say, reset. But like we also say, that, that, that then will go... You can't rule it out. It will, no, you can't rule it out, no. but then it will go against the scientists and say, well, we was just an anomaly on the scale anyway. The way the Earth yeah. was created. So if we, you know, if, it might be one of them things. You press a random up button at ten times, and one of them produces the Earth. You know, you're, you're not necessarily going to have another Earth again, so, or a solar system or anything. But... Well, I think that it's more prevalent than not. Maybe. I think life is pervasive. I think I don't. You know, I don't get. The, I don't. I'm not of the opinion that life's formed on this planet. 
Okay. I go along yeah. with the idea that that life formed on somewhere else and then uh, was spread across the universe. Well, from yeah, it's, it's like I put that picture up, didn't I? Uh, about probably probably about six months ago of that we're the aliens. We're yeah, the one that, we're the ones that invaded. But that's, that's a different topic yeah. anyway. Um, do you have another? I've got one uh, for another us? two. Yeah, another um, two. Yeah, one's quite a long one, so I might just do that straight. Should I do it now or do it on Patreon or? Let's get it on now, yeah. Yep. Yeah, let's go for it. Let's go for it. Don't say we don't treat you, uh, listeners. <laughs> yeah. We've actually got a really, really good story uh, sent in by a listener, which I think I will put onto Patreon. Um, it's just being voiced up as we speak. It's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I, quite, I, love, I love this time-travelling stuff. I love it. I... I I think that in the, I'm not talking our our lifetime, but there will be like a a time. I, I like it, you know, Doctor Who, where all the time travellers come together and they've, I don't got, watch it and they've, they've got their own world. I can't remember yeah. what they call it, but they've got their own world, and I reckon there is another place out there just for them. Star Trek and all okay. that. Okay, right. This is the story of a guy called Alan Gammon. Okay, Alan Gammon, and he was a bus driver in Seven Oaks. Oh, right, uh, Bessel yeah. Green, which is Kent, yeah. just outside London, yeah. basically, in England. Okay, so I'll read this verbatim. Um, obviously, feel free to interject at any point. Okay, so he starts by saying it was a warm August evening, and he was on the late bus run, uh, and he worked for London and County Bus Services from Rygate to Seven Oaks. At the time, this was a new route, only having been running for since the spring of 1994. This is 96. Right, yeah. The route ran from Rygate to Westerham in Kent, following the A25 to Sevenoaks. It went on to serve a few places around Sevenoaks before returning to Rygate just after midnight. Not many people used the bus, but to few it was an essential service. Yeah. <clears throat> Every night a young girl used to arrive at Sevenoaks bus station in the town centre around 11.20 in time to board the bus for 11.28 departure. She would get off another bus with her boyfriend, have a kiss and a short chat, and then board my bus. She was there almost every night without fail, and travelled to her home, a small village called Bessel Green. On the evening of the 14th of August 1996, she didn't turn up. Oh, she's just gone home with him this time. Yeah, well, she? yeah, she might have got lucky, <laughs> or he did. A rubber bus came and went, which was my signal to go. Disappointed... <laughs> oh, he doesn't does say that <laughs> <laughs> right, when I drove out the bus station I turned onto High, High Street on my right I noticed a bright star shining in the night sky the star seemed to be keeping up with me and my movements along the route of uh, out of the town when I arrived at a small roundabout at Sunridge the star was directly in front of me after turning left the star Again, should have been on my right, just behind me. Yeah. So if you turn and left, yeah, you just yeah, it's going to be following yeah, you on your right, right side. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't. It was straight ahead. As I drove along the road, it disappeared totally from sight. I progressed along the A25 in total darkness. No street lights or traffic passing either way. I headed towards Bessel Green. I saw what appeared to be a bright star, very low. In fact, it appeared to be almost road level. Not a lamppost, Dan. No. That's just Andy. 
This was confirmed as I drove nearer and nearer, it became larger and larger, until I drove into it. As I entered the light, the road surface changed. The bus rocked from side to side with the sound of a rough flint-type road on the tyres. Oh, yeah. So this would be like stone or shingle yeah. of uh, material. I immediately slowed down to a stop on the side of the road. My near side front wheel rested in a pothole directly outside the King's Head public house. The pub didn't look right. It looked dowry, beige, brown in colour and appeared to be floodlit. I swiftly guessed a film crew was shooting a film and straight away looked around to see if I could see others. There was no one there. The cottage in the village had dim candlelight shining in some of the windows. I saw in the background what appeared to be a large church, again with candlelight shining from the window. I heard the clip-clop of horse hooves and saw a horse and cart slowly walking towards the pub. The cart had people sitting in it, facing each other on some sort of wooden bench. They were laughing between themselves and seemed very happy. The ladies wore flat caps and white blouses. The men wore jackets, white shirts and ordinary trousers. The colour of the material for the jackets and flat caps were the same colour, a brownish green material that looked like it might have been some sort of tweed. They appeared to be people who may have worked on a farm, ending the day in the pub after a hard day's work. Yeah, as you do. As you do. When the car pulled up, the driver stepped down and walked around to the back to help the ladies off this short ladder. They were still giggling, and one by one they went into the pub. One lady was sitting in the car while the others were getting off, and she looked straight at me, but didn't seem to notice him. All right. The door to the pub was ajar, and as they pushed through it, they seemed to go over what could have been a wooden beam step, which ran along the bottom of the door. I could hear the door slam back after each person had gone through it. This made me think the door was kept closed by a spring. While this was going on, I decided I'd get a better view, and I opened the bus door to go outside. A voice in my mind said, If you go outside, you won't come back. Oh, the alien, was it? Just look and see. (laughs) I looked to my right, and the sun was just setting across the fields. I turned my head to look at the pub, and a voice said, You've seen enough. It's time to go. I put the bus in gear and slowly drove off the Flint Road. It seemed to hit a small step, and then the bus went onto tarmac into the the total darkness again. The running time for that route was tight, and I knew without looking at my watch, I was running very late. Excited, I wanted to tell someone what I'd seen. I, co- I completed the route, and as I approached Rygate Bus Garage, a little voice in my head said again, Don't tell anyone. <laughs> when I looked at my watch to check the time, it was early. I clocked off and went home. The next day, inquisitively, I went to visit the pub. Bought a pint of beer and looked around. A few of the regulars were there and I listened to them chatting. You would think that one of them might have witnessed something strange that night and maybe this was a talking point of the village. But I had no reference whatsoever. The following week I bought a local newspaper to see if anyone had written in. But no one had. It was then I realised I was the only one who had seen it. But what was it? What really happened on that warm summer's evening? 
I kept my silence on whatever happened that night for more than five years and never told anyone, not even my family. Some years later, I read something in a newspaper about ley lines, which, you know, their significance along the A25. Yep. And I began to believe that what I saw was a build-up of energy from a ley line. In 2006, I revisited the pub with a friend who I'd let in on a story. We asked ourselves questions. One was, why could I see the pub if there was a tree between me and the line of you? So it was actually when he where he's parked up the bus. Yeah. He said, this is where I parked the bus up and he showed his mate and between him and the, the, the pub, there was actually trees. Oh, and they're not there now. Yeah, you know, like uh, like one of these planted areas. Right, yeah. Okay, and but obviously at the time when he, when this happened on that, that evening, he could see the bus, he could see the oh, pub clear, from the clear bus. Through, yeah. So then trees yeah. weren't there. So that t- gives you some sort of time scale because obviously it takes a long Two time. Two years, it's not going to, yeah. It's a long time for long a tree, time, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and again, I guess if you could see candlelight, and I sort of putting it back, way back in the day, anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, the answer obviously was the tree wasn't planted. Uh, when on that evening that he was there, why could I see the sun setting across the fields? Because there was houses in the way. Yeah. So again, the houses weren't built. Uh, it seems it seems that those houses were built after the war. Okay. How was it that the lady looked at me but didn't see me? He believes it was because he wasn't born and the bus hadn't been made. So to where it was invisible. <laughs> oh, she was off the trotter Not from that, drinking yeah. in the pub. Why wasn't I late back to the bus garage? It's almost as if time had stopped for those few minutes. What was the significance of the star that seemed to be tracking the bus? Was there a connection or just a coincidence? Uh, no one knows, but all I can say is experience is one of the most remarkable things that I've ever seen. Well, that's an understatement, really. Isn't it? Well, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what the significance of the star was. That makes me almost think it was like because uh, th- when I see this, when he's driving along, the stars following him, kind of thing. Then it then it goes and it reappears. That seems to me that sort of um, giving me the old alien vibe there. Yeah. Um, but then why aliens would take him back? Yeah, the aliens have directed him to a pub where a nice communal village just having a good drink on a Friday night. Yeah. Why? Taking back to whatever it was, 1900s. Uh, say 1910, I don't know. I mean, candlelight. And then E.T. speaks to him in his head. Was E.T.? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's time for you to go home. <laughs> You've seen too much. <laughs> don't tell anyone. <laughs> But, uh, but when he was going to get out of the bus and it said, don't get out, otherwise you have to stay here kind of thing. I mean, what what's all that about? And and do people in that situation, because you, you had another example there on with uh, Frank who found himself in that situation, but he was in it. Yeah. So there was no bus for him to get out or anything like that. And he went in the shop, came back out of the shop. There's been examples of people literally just walking out of shop and it's like a cobbled street. Yeah. And they're going, what the fuck? And they're going yeah. back in, the, like, out of shop. They just walk back in the shop and maybe told people and everyone's going outside and it's it's, the, it's back to the modern day. Another time mirage. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. But if that's just in your brain, though, if that's just your brain conjuring up this... I mean, that's... It's a lot of detail, though. Yeah, and if you so... don't know about that detail, it's hard to think See, about something you don't know about. What you was talking about earlier, the mirage, when you're in the desert or, you know, and you get that heat haze... Yeah. You know, you you can see you can see shapes. Now. Yeah, I can understand can, yeah. how people could see 
in on Oasis. Yeah. Oh instance. yeah. Yeah, easily. Because you get that shimmering. Yeah. It almost looks and you like think it's water. water. Yeah. yeah. I think it's water. And in the desert, I mean. I mean, you do you do on your roads. It's like your roads on a very hot day. You can just see the va- like the, the lines, can't you? And you do think sometimes you look ahead and you think, oh, it looks a bit wet over there. You come to it, it's dry, you know, but it's steaming hot. It's that hot. Yeah, it's, you know, that's yeah. to do with the temperature. I thought you were going to say you drive on see camels and <laughs> <laughs> just driving down the, the M62 and just seeing this desert <laughs> on top of all the malls yeah. and that around there. Yeah. Actually, when I was in Chesley Street up in Sunderland, there I uh, drove around a the corner. There was a camel there. <laughs> yeah. Right, it escaped from it was like a circus. Yeah, it? and this yeah camels. I just bit, come around the corner. Fucking mouths of camels still in the road. Yeah, you don't want to hit that bastard, mate. Well, no, you definitely uh, you'd get the hump, hump. <laughs> oh, no, for fuck's sake, not Yeah, he's here all week. Here so, all week. um, by request, what do you? I mean, what's the conclusion to all this? Obviously. T- for me, I think they do happen because there's so much. I know it's all in the total. Um, evidence, but there's so many stories going back years that this does happen, and at random as well. It's not like someone was, I was tinkering in the lab, and then all of a sudden I was yeah. back. In, you know what I mean? It's not like an experiment that's gone wrong. It's just the for the for the similarities between them. Um, it's, it's, for me, it's believe, it's very believable. It's it's when you get into the fine fine detail about these people's accounts that. They never knew out knew about before, and if it, you know these fine details are correct to how it was previously, then I think you've got to, you've got to kind of match the two correlations together and think, hey, up, we're onto something here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, especially yeah, because in that case of Frank, where he's saying that this shop was called Crips. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. How would you know that? Exactly. You know, it's not like a generic um, shop that's in every town, is it? Where you you know you could yeah. you know if I said, well, that used to be. Argos or Woolworths or whatever. Yeah. Then yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's. Oh, I wish Woolworths I would come back. Um, Love Woolworths. Hey, if Woolworths was that fucking good, right? It wouldn't have gone under, would it? No, yeah, but it was all about the pick and mix. They should have just opened as a sweet well, that store. That was the problem, wasn't it? Yeah, just only lost some... millions in pick and mix. Just. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Every scoop that went in my bag, I always took a few out. That pick and mix was like what you call a lost leader, just, <laughs> just to get people in. It was, yeah. but. Yeah, it was um, a good pick and mix. But the problem was, I didn't buy anything else when it was in yeah, there. It's just pick yeah. and mix all day. Um. What do you think about it? What's your view on it? Right, um, like I say, I think there's enough anecdotal evidence here where it seems to be a real phenomenon. Um, what's going on, or why? I don't know, but you know, I think the universe is just strange at times. But do I? I, I think it's a stretch. I go. I, I fit out. Yeah, you know, I'll give you that. But I do think this is why people go missing from time to time. Yeah, and there's going to be people who go who who get find themselves in this situation, and just freak out. <clears throat> you know, maybe they start running or maybe I've got another story which um, I'll do on the Patreon episode. But basically, but he has a mobile phone with him. Okay, which is interesting um, for, for for numerous reasons. And uh, like I say, I'll mention that on the, on the Patreon show. But because I don't want to you know go on too long here. But um, yeah, I just think. Um, yeah, maybe people go missing. This is maybe why some people go missing. Well, I'm just going to end on these uh, few ones that I've got. And I, I've, I've previously mentioned them in other shows, uh, but not directly, you know, linked to this one. But um, And it's The Simpsons. 
Oh, We've yeah. all heard of The Simpsons. Us in America, you know, and in the UK. The it's, Simpsons. Yeah, it's on Sky. It's on all the and whatever channels I've got in America. It's on, and people know about them. And the majority of them are, you know, predictions in America. You know, it's American. I think it's an American production. I think, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. And Mac Ronin and all that. That's, that's produced them all. It, they've they've come up with some. Well, let's just say. Very believable time traveling yeah. predictions. Yeah, I hear this. It's almost like they, you know, some people think that they get stuff that accurate that maybe they're in the know. Yeah. To the new world order. So the Simpsons itself, it's it's over. I think thirty I thirty that. years now. It's been running. Um, the series, I don't watch it anymore, to be honest. You don't watch it. No. I haven't seen any of the newer ones. You no. know, I, I've I, I used to watch it religiously. It. And then I think it was around the time, say, South Park came out. Yeah. I started watching South Park and then just never went back to The Simpsons after that. So. That must be a direct link there. One of the one of the shows. Uh, I don't watch South Park either now, but. No, I've passed that. Anyhow, yeah. one of the show's original writers. Um, bit, bit of family guy. Gene. I, I, sorry, Al Jean, I think so. AI Jean, Al Jean, I'll go with. Al Jean is uh, one of the show's original writers, and it's a uh, showrunner since 1998. Episodes of The Simpsons always air a year after they're produced. So you know there's at least a year between the gap that they're, they're shown on TV. Um, and one, one, of the, one of the big things was one of the weirdest predictions. You reckon that's true? That they yeah, hold them for no, a year? I, I, I don't think it's a case of holding them. I think you've got to think about. I mean, it's like making shows and things like that. Mm. Not only, you know podcasts, but TV shows. It's all right. Your your regular EastEnders and Coronation Street they can turn around in two days. Yeah, because we've got to think. We're yeah. recording this in May. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in your own time yeah. lapse there, then. Um, but well, it seems a long time, doesn't it? It's a long yeah. time, but if you think about it, I know they've the got Simpsons... to have some in. in you know. It was always on Monday to Friday at, at uh, say, I think it was six o'clock. I think it was always on for us. It was Channel yeah. Four, uh, so it was on every single day. So there is a lot to go into it, and I, I suppose there is a lot to do with the animation side of it. Hence, why they probably don't get it all done in a day. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, the script's done, and then they have to. Yeah, well, yeah. And that, so there's that a lot of animating in it, yeah, isn't yeah. there? Really. Anyway, thesis a year. But we'll go with a year. So, yeah. I mean, let, let's go with that. Which anyway. makes these predictions. Even more intriguing well, than if yeah, it's think, think about yeah, this yeah. one. So this is this is one that I thought was quite weird as as well as many others out there. This was predicted in nineteen ninety seven and the event that we all we all I think we all know of nine eleven um happened in two thousand and one. So there's four years difference here. Um so in the City of New York versus Homer Simpson episode, there was a, a moment that alluded to the 9-11 attacks on the World Trade Center in New York City, um, and not even Mr. Gene could explain it. Uh, there is a frame where there's a brochure that says New York at $9 a day. Uh, well, it says $9, um, and behind the nine, there's the two Twin Towers. Um, so they look like, you know, 9-11. 9/11 it's yeah. kind of a, you know... You look at it, and I'll show you a picture there. Yeah. I'll pop, pop it up on the hangout as well. Um, so it looks like 9-11. Um, and that's 
Although the two the two towers itself, you know, they they do look they they look like a, an eleven, an 11 yeah. itself. Uh, but the nine dollars was it put there by coincidence? So mm. in two thousand and ten, uh, Bill Oakley, an executive producer on the show at the time, told the New York Observer nine dollars was picked as a comically cheap fare. He said, and I will grant it that it's very eerie, given that it's the only episode of any series that has ever had an entire act of a World Trade Center on it. So out of all the other magazines that they've shown, yeah, this is the only yeah. one that they've put nine dollars on, and the two towers twin towers on it. Yeah. Um. So the show's unintended connection to nine eleven is far from the only one on television. Um. The pilot episode of The Lone Gunman, a short-lived spin-off of The X-Files that aired six months before September 11, uh, included a plot where a hijacked plane aimed at the World Trade Center. Uh, the pilots regain control and miss the towers just moments before colliding. Yeah. So it's not just The Simpsons. You know, there's, there's other things out there that have not predicted... Well, not predicted it. So they haven't predicted it, but it's a very strong mm. connection. It's like King Kong, though, isn't it? Destroying the Empire State Building. I mean, that's predicted, I guess. If, <sighs> if that happens, then you're going to say, whoa, we had films about that. Well, I suppose you would say it, but yeah. can you see it being likely? No. No. But um, that doesn't mean people won't make a film about it. Or... Oh, no, it doesn't mean yeah. they won't make a film about it. You people know. make um, films about all sorts of things that you know potentially could come true, don't they? So the next one that they went on to with, mm-hmm. uh, a big one in America, is the Super Bowl. Um so there's different Super Bowls that happen. Yep. Uh, they were predicted. Now this one, they they were predicted in 1992, 1993, and 1994. So these are the exact dates that they're predicting Super Bowls won by specific teams. Teams, and they happened on 1992, 1993, and 1994. Again, this is a year prior to. Did they predict? Did it, I mean, are they predicting? Every year, though, and they've just got no, three, no, no, three just, right just, just, no. They've, they've only gone for three on this, so, they've, they've, so the, the, they've only predicted three, and they're bang on right. They're bang on and right. They didn't predict any others that were wrong. Just them three, just them three. But they didn't predict any others that were wrong. Maybe in future episodes, but not in these particular right, ones right. that they've put into one episode. Bearing in mind this is one episode, so the one in nineteen ninety four was actually done in nineteen ninety one. Type thing, so uh, they've they've gone through them and they've predicted in the lease of a Greek episode, which first aired in uh, 1992. So again, it was made in 91. Uh, Homer and Lisa bond over sports uh, and sports gambling. Lisa has discovered a knack for predicting football winners, which Homer happily cashes in on. Lisa tells Homer that if the Washington Redskins defeat Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl, she would still love him, and if they don't, she won't. Uh, so Washington wins, and all is well between them. Three days after the episode airs, Washington beat Buffalo's thirty-seven twenty-four. Mm. So it did happen, you know. And that's that's what's that? Three days, sorry, three days after. Yeah, three days after the episode aired, the Washingtons beat the Buffaloes. But the episode was recorded a year prior. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. I mean, you know, for them to get the the right teams and the right outcome. Uh, yeah, it's a so it was three of them. Yeah. You know, it's three Super Bowls. Um, the next one is what we call the grey area. Maybe they've got a psychic working on The Simpsons. 
or a time traveler. Maybe like, the script writers. There's, there's been it. Oh, this no, this is a thing. There's been a lot of. Um, Maybe it's Noah. There's been well, yeah. There's been there's been a lot of talk about Matt Gronin being a time traveler. There's been talk about him before. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, he's he's writing this stuff and that, yeah. and people are saying he's a time traveler. Um, there's been a fair whack of stuff. Well, I think that's case closed for me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, the grey area. So Disney acquires 21st Century Fox. Uh, the most uh, recent Simpsons prediction to come true was Disney's 52 billion deal for 21st Century Fox, which you know it happened in a few years ago, uh, 2017. But um, at the time, it was 20th Century Fox for when it was aired in. Uh, uh, sorry, it was 20th Century Fox when it was predicted. Mm. So back, you know, it wouldn't have been 21st. So they haven't predicted it. And But what they've put under the 20th Century Fox sign on The Simpsons is a division of Walt Disney Company. So they're now, now they're, they're predicting that Walt Disney's taken over their thing already. This is now, uh, what we're we talking, um, 19 years after this. So they've predicted it in 1998, it's happened in 2017, that Walt Disney was going to take over Century Fox. Whether mm. it be 20th Century, you know, it goes up, obviously. But does that not does that not imply, like, maybe someone got the idea to do that from that, though? Because <sighs> you can't rule that out, can you? Well, you can't rule it out, but it's also like... Uh... I suppose you can't rule out the fact that it could have been, um, it could have been in the works then anyway. Because sometimes you know you'll have you'll have a bid that goes in and then maybe it fails. So might you come yeah. back to the drawing board. Like, it's like football. The circumstance isn't it? Yeah. changes down the line, and maybe they rung up and said, "Hey, if you're still interested." If if we bent or football or soccer, if you if you go look at a player three years, uh, you know three, and then uh, you go look at him, you have a look at it. Oh, interested him. Three years later down the line, you sign him, but someone said, oh, "I bet he signs him in three years' time." Yeah. You can't say he's a time traveller. I see where you're coming yeah. from. You can't you say do, oh, he's you a do time traveller, don't you? You do it all the you, time. You see players now, and you think, oh, he's he's tailor made for say Man City or whatever. And then are we then saying, two years down the line, of buying? I mean, in 1998, I mean, Walt Disney was still. Walt Disney was coming into it, I suppose. With, I think the biggest one was in two thousand. Was Disney was that Lion King? Was that one of theirs? I think. Fuck no. I think it was one. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But you know, when Disney was coming into its own, then it was when those those getting the the characters were coming through. Um, you always had like Mickey and Minnie Mouse and all things like that. But this is where there was bringing out the films and things like that. So, for that to be predicted in nineteen ninety, it's not a stretch. It's it's not, not a stretch, stretch to think about it, no. but it's also a, a very good prediction if it is. Yeah, because I mean, there's millions of comp- uh, companies out there. Not only Walt Disney, how big they are now, that could have taken them over by mm. sure. I mean, MGM was a big one with all the Bond films at the time. They would, they you know, Bond films go back to blimey, God knows how long ago, and they're a big company. No, there's you know, there's always a chance of them taking over 20th Century Fox with the films and that. But anyhow, uh, so that so that was that one. That one the um, the other one, which I think a lot of people are quite known to at the moment, is the Donald Trump. And yeah. I mentioned it, I think, on the last episode. This is the one I mentioned about was the, the escalator. Yeah, the the one on the escalator, and he puts his hand up and he waves at the yeah. people as he's going. Now I've heard this it. was this was that was actually done after the event. Yeah, yeah. Um, which leads me on to something else in a minute. But um, yeah, so there's that one, and he stands before when he's standing for candidate. At the uh, on the stage, there's a there's a picture. Uh, there's a 
the blue Trump sign on, oh, this is on The Simpsons, and there's a blue Trump sign and it's got the red stars around it. And when Trump goes up for election, he's got the blue plaque with the red stars around it. You know, and his mm. actions, again, with his hand. Yeah. Again. So now, that, that tells me that that was recorded afterwards. It would, but then the time lapse, not time lapse, that's the wrong word, but the, well, it could be, you don't know. Yeah, uh, but the, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't know, you don't know, because it's like, I was just going to refer to then the Darren Brown. Um, over here is a bit of a, it's a bit of a, he does a bit of everything, doesn't he? Mind, yeah. mind not some mind reading, but predictions and yeah. You know, he, he tries to get in people's ads. Um, of he says it's all down to visions, getting people well, no, to vision he's just, stuff. He's a, uh, what do you call it? He's a um, well, he's a performer, isn't he? He's a yeah. there's a uh, what's the fucking word? Not a magician. Um, but yeah, no, he's big in the states as well because he's got Netflix services. Has he got one yeah. in there? Has yeah. he? But it's yeah. So he 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 says uh, he does the national lottery one over here, doesn't yeah. he? And it, where he's saying he's doing it live. Um, and he's done he's done other things such as the uh, roulette table mm-hmm. where the ball spins around and he predicts what number is going to be. Although he did get a couple wrong, yeah. he was one gonna, number yeah. off the left or right of the actual one it yeah. was. So his is more predictions and time travel, but people say that he is a time traveller as well. Nah, yeah, but, but he talks you through exactly how he did what he did. He does talk you through yeah. it, yeah. Um, whether you believe that or not, it's a different matter. And the, the numbers one... The uh, you know where he's predicting the lotto numbers. People said that was recorded afterwards, anyway. Yeah, um, I, I don't. I don't think he would do it. Um, there'd be no point for him to do it if it was if it was fake. Well, that's exactly yeah. what I wanted you to say. That's the because why would the Simpsons do that? Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not saying the yeah. Simpsons is real life, but they're bringing yeah. real life into it. Yeah, yeah. There's no point. There's no point, is there? No, because you may as well do something else. Why? Why would you just make something up? And although the Simpsons side of it is for entertainment, and his all right, this is entertainment, yeah. entertainment as well. But the that's more. Say the Simpsons is more uh, children based. It's it's kind of mixed messages. You know, it, it does live without people back into nineteen ninety eight. If you've been brought up with it, but it's not aimed as a high uh, as a adult cartoon as such. No, um, I imagine. A vast proportion of their audience is adults. It's adults, but, yeah, but, but yeah, it's not but, an aim, yeah. an aimed target. No, and for it's just not. The it's not going to like offend anybody, is it? No, no. It's not like watching an episode of South Park, say. Well, no, well, you know, yeah. it's a different audience, isn't it? Imagine, I guess. So I presume kids still watch that, but. <laughs> but no, so that's... so what are you saying then? Then the Simpsons is predicting the future. I'm saying, or you, you. No, I, I, I do believe there's something in it, right, and. That, I think Groening's, now the uh, Ma- Matt Groening's quiet. Tactic. Yeah, he's quieting down at the moment because there's a lot of heat on him from the time travel assassins. Mm. <laughs> no, but I've, I think there's some truth to it that not only does someone that's fed him that information. I'm not saying it's Matt Groening or the Gene, Mister Gene. I'm saying someone's fed him that information and said, "Let's do an episode on this. Let's do an episode." Oh, why do we now, put that on it? I could see how a government or. Um, um, let's well, maybe not let's maybe not let's, let's not say a government, but um, you know some organisations say okay. So I could understand how an organisation might say to um, a, you know a cartoon in this case, just run with this and just see how people react to it. Yeah, right. Yeah. To see to see how you know what the what the climate would be like. Yeah. You know, and then 
if if it was quite hostile, maybe they'd say, well, you know, won't do that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. use it as some sort of like um, sounding board. It's a lot easier for them to put it. Yeah, like you say, put yeah. it into a cartoon where yeah. they don't mean offense. No, it's, no, it's put it in a cartoon, it, yeah. then it's just it's just oh, look, it's just what the cartoon people well, made. Well, up. Yeah, what would come yeah. of it? Yeah. So if, if you were to do an episode now, The Simpsons, where Europe controls the United Kingdom, you know, yeah. I mean, you see how people yeah. react to that. Yeah. Um, and then, then, then maybe you could say, well, the, the people didn't like that. Maybe we should, uh, we should get out of Europe. Yep. And uh, but anyway, we, the, that won't happen. Um, <laughs> but, but I mean, I could see how a corporation could, could uh, do it. like yeah. McDonald's. Like, say McDonald's could do um, an episode of the, the the Simpsons or whatever, where they for a day, for a week, they just produce vegan food. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And then everyone, you know, on social media and everyone will be like saying, Let be up, bro! Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. never use McDonald's again, that kind of thing. Or people might be in favour of it. Is that what they've done with Greg's then, with a vegan sausage roll? Yeah. <laughs> do you know what, right? I went in Greg's the other day, it was really fun. I should have took a photograph because the vegan sausage roll was there and it was like a full tray and yeah. everything else was empty. Well, every time I look at them vegans, I, I mean, What's I've, the point? I've seen them, But they look, well, I don't know if they're cooking them right for long because they look anemic. They're all mm. completely just white. And I look at them and I think, are these, you know, they don't look safe to eat, let alone, you know, eating them without sausage. I mean, there's... I don't get it. I don't. I don't. Why would you have something? Say, say, you know, say you're vegan and you want a sausage, but you won't eat a sausage. Then why do you want a sausage? Corn. Yeah, why? Don't know. If you want a sausage, eat a sausage. If you don't want a sausage, don't eat it. Eat a cucumber or... That's just a day we're in today, isn't it, really? It's not why only, have yeah. something that's represent that's meant to be something else that it's not? Mm. I'm not sure. Not sure. There's there's got to be some mind thing, you know, something behind it. Yeah, well, obviously, there yeah. always is. Mm. There always is. Well, not for me. But as for, as for the gov- government side of it, I, I completely agree. There's, there's they're always trying stuff out on different companies for yeah for seeing you out see what the outcome now, you would see, be. Um, these stories where it's like a source said this and then they, they run with a particular story or whatever just to see what so if it catches light, see if people are interested and then they go with it later on. Well, another one just to link in with that was the government uh, was cutting down on plastic and they're saying mm. paper straws. Um, and with, uh, was it McDonald's and KFC? Uh, no, uh, McD- yeah, McDonald's and KFC, I think it was. They were saying, uh, want to trial them out with you. So I think that's one thing that government in this country and maybe in america you know they're trialing out stuff through these things that are quite wide to their audience i mean mcdonald's probably serves millions of customers a day so all over the world so if they introduce that to to them yeah if they introduce that just to them they're spreading their audience so wide and they're not lifting the, the finger off really ever yeah so they don't have to make it like a this is a government initiative they can just they can just say to McDonald's, you, you, you trial this, see how it goes. Then if it works, then we'll make it mandatory then. To, yeah. Everyone has to do it. I mean, them paper straws are, are yeah. absolutely shocking yeah. with milkshakes. Yeah. But I am selling plastic straws. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Realm of the supernatural. shop. Plastic straws. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, yeah, I can see how that could work. Yeah, anyway. I can see that working. So. Let's just have a look at these reviews before we go. Yeah, let's have a look at some of the reviews that we've got through. Uh, we've got a new Patreon as well, didn't we, uh, come through? Thank you very much for joining us. Um, I think it was last week you come through to us, wasn't it? Yeah, I'll find that in a sec so we can give the name out. Oh, 
Okay, what we got here? So UK. So we've got a couple of um, uh, reviews from around the world. We've got one from Ireland, which was particularly interesting. It was one that said, "Not for me." He said, "It's like listening to two dim bim men talk about <laughs> Casper." <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what episode he was referring to, or just in general. But yeah, that was there. So, um, well, at least you didn't mention your Irish accents that you do, or out like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They must be good, then, Lee. So five stars there. Look, great show from Elliot MJ. It says, great show. Would definitely be keen on a live event. Cheers from Newton Abbott, Devon, UK. Nice place, Newton Abbott. Nice place. Uh, the next one we've got from uh, King Rico. Uh, amazing show. Can tell lots of work goes into the episodes. Also great to have open-minded Northern hosts. Awesome work. And that's uh, is from Doncaster in the UK. Yeah. So thank you very much for that. Just and up that's the road. Uh, that's a five star one again, yeah. Just up the road, that. It is. Um next one is from Neil586, and it's a four star review, and it says new fave podcast after only two episodes. Love it. Nice to hear good northern accents. Newly subscribed and about to hit a major binge listen on my stupidly long commutes. Good job, lads. Um We did have a couple coming from Australia and uh, Canada, um, I think that's yeah, maybe some in the USA, but uh, a lot of them are um, star reviews. So just you know, put people put stars in and yep. fire that off. We so, had one on the Patreon but, come through as well, didn't we? Message. Well, when we get us. those ones though, when it's just stars and fire them off, we don't get we don't we can't see who it was. Yeah, yeah. Right, so we can't say you know we can't you know say thank you. Well, all we can say is thank you. Um, so that yeah, so yeah we, we can't, can't yeah, give it an individual name. Such, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, people rev- leave reviews on the page. Yeah, well, while, while I've got everybody here, if um, if you go across to the website, RomanSupernaturalPodcast.com, you can sign up for our new newsletter, uh, which we're hoping to send out once a month. Um, it will have different yeah. things on it. This particular one that's just sent out, the December one, is uh, talks about Secret Santa episodes, Yeah, uh, and that shows you how to get them if you're interested. Um, so that's another no, another episode, a stocking filler, shall I say? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's going to be various different things on there. They're going to, we're going to put like uh, little quizzes on and everything like that. Yeah. We're also including videos to some of the episodes we do. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Chrome was uh, an episode that we did for Patreon, and we we put a video up of it moving and yeah. stuff like that, yeah. didn't we? So, so that's the sort of thing you're going to get in the newsletter. So if you go across, it doesn't cost you anything. Just go across the website. And you'll see a pop-up box at the top. Yeah. Or there's a subscribe at the bottom, I think, as well. So either or, don't matter. Click on it, enter your details. Wham. Straight off to you. Yeah. Like I say, I've been sent a, uh, a really interesting um, story as well, which is going to be um, out. So we've got uh, this new Patreon. Yep, Amanda. Thank you very much, Amanda. Yep. What else have we got any more? We got some messages back from the Patreons as well because I sent out a bit of a uh, uh, thank you letter to them and just seeing how they all are and now we've got a bit of a, a few messages back from them. It's always good to hear from you guys as well. Yeah, um, I tried to log into Podbean the other day because I got a message on there, but it's difficult um, because when we we host for a different company, it's difficult to actually log on to Podbean. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so if you leave messages on there. You're probably better off emailing us, yeah, or, or, or wait for a while, yeah, until we get because I, I just can't get on it to reply. Yeah, um, it's it's awkward. Yeah, so we've also got a Christmas 
show coming up, haven't we, Lee? Mm-hmm. The Secret Santa. Secret Santa, which um, we're going to be releasing... Uh, when, when we're going to release that one? It's going to be fairly late on in December, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be Christmas time. Obviously, you're away, aren't you, in January? Yeah. So, so be... hopefully before you go away. Yeah. A bit of plan. Um, Maybe, but... maybe as a 27th, 28th December sort of time around yeah. then. Just after Christmas, because we know you'll we might be, even uh... do it as a video as well. Yeah, we could do, yeah. Um, yeah, and then we could put the video up there as well. well so I don't people... know, my, my tash ain't growing very quick at yeah. the moment. Well, people who want to watch <laughs> it can watch it. People who want to listen to it can listen to it. I just think with it being on the website, um, it, you know, we could do it as a video. It's not a problem. Yeah, we could do, yeah. But essentially what we're going to do there, the Secret Santa, again, if you sign up for the newsletter, you'll get this information. But yeah. anyone that's, obviously Patreons will get that anyway. It's sort of included in yes, their, it's included in, in, in their there. thing. But anyone that would um, make a donation um, in this period, Christmas period, yep. or anyone that um, purchases, purchases from the shop, yeah, yep. uh, go and get the straws. Um, <laughs> you can get stickers, you can get t-shirts, you can get all yep. all different things. If you just go across the store, especially if you're based in the states, it's all you know, it's all in dollars and that. Yeah, uh, I think if you're based in the UK, you might want to contact us if you want something. So I think yeah. you can get it yeah. easier for you than 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 paying it to be shipped from the States. But the stickers on there, that kind of thing as well. But anyone that makes a purchase from there, now see two of you, say Mr. and Mrs. Darnell, could get together and buy a T-shirt and just share it. Well, yeah. yeah. But then they'd still get, both of them would still get access to the show. No, they get yeah, access to the Yeah, but maybe they want a shirt each. Yeah, well, they're actually Patreon supporters. They, get they it are, actually, yeah. They get it, they, <laughs> well, they get it included, so... But yeah, you know, if you wanted to, you could you could um, you could share a sticker and listen with your partner. Yeah. Um, whatever you do, whatever donation you make, then you'll get the show. Yeah. yeah. I spoke a bit about uh, in the intro a little bit about um, the state of podcasting. So if you can help us out, we will do really appreciate it. We do. We so do indeed. Join Patreon, buy an item from the shop, or make a donation. Yeah. I prefer you to buy an item to be, to be honest. Then make a donation because yeah. at least you're getting something. Out you're getting of it, something out of it, definitely. Um, you know, donations. Yeah, we get more. We get more out of it. Say you bought a ten dollar t shirt, we probably get a few dollars. But if you buy, if you put, give us a ten dollar donation, yeah, we get the full amount. Yeah. So it's better for us. But, but you've got a t shirt. Yeah, out we'd of it. rather you had yeah. something. You know. You know. So yeah, consider that. Anyway, enough for that. Um, getting close to the holiday season, so. We'll probably put out a new sh- another show before that, but just in case we don't. That's it. If Lee's sober yeah. next week, we'll uh, get uh, one out. So let's just say happy holidays anyway, just in case. Um, but yeah, we were hoping to put another show out, and we've got that secret Santa one's got out anyway. So that we'll try and said, get some uh, fast blasts, won't we? Get some yeah. fast blasts out as well. But yeah. If you haven't already, though, listen to the previous episodes. People are missing them due to the way the uh, algorithms are set up now. So if you think that you've missed the show, then do go back and check it out. Or are you just in a time lapse? Yeah, or that. (laughs) Could be. Um, But yep, thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the other side. Bye for now. Well, they've gone. Though, just for now. It wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch. They'll be back. (laughs) 